forever. <laughs> Dog. Manila. The trees growing out. I'm feeling extra glamorous tonight. Don't be a bitter bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the Chop with Latrice and Manila. Where we give you the weekly recap and rundown of Canada's drag race. Who's on top? And who gets the chop? Let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. Okay, so last week, after a teleprompter mini challenge um, featuring some of our girls like doing a newscaster thing. Lemon and Priyanka won and became team captains for the girl group rap battle challenge. And it was a showdown on the main stage uh, with the original drag race song, Sorry. Oh, not sorry about it. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, Priyanka won (laughs) and Anastasia and Tainomi had to lip sync for their lives. And they did it to a Deborah Cox song in front of the guest host, Deborah Cox. And unfortunately, Anastasia um, sashayed away. Oh, Anastasia. I liked her. I did too. I did too. And it's it's it sucks that she went home this early in the competition because I yeah. was expecting to like, I was like ready to watch her the entire season. Yeah. With all her fitted clothing, honey, her garments. All of her fitted garments, <laughs> yes. And I'm sad because, like, this this episode, we have a, another uh, sewing challenge, and it would have been really cool to see Anastasia, what she yeah, would Yeah, she would have time. brought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, damn it. Oh, well. But damn it. But damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking last, you know, we, we talked last week, and um, we're, we're always advocating for you to... Um, reach out to us, all you fans out there. If you have any beautiful, wonderful insight that you would like to share about Canada and all the goings on, uh, so we're not sounding like idiots, uh, that would be great, <laughs> great help, and we greatly appreciate that. Um, in fact, we have something from our inbox. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'll share it. Uh, hello, Latrice and Manila. First of all, thank you for your amazing commentary on our country's greatest accomplishment. That is Drag Race Canada. Besides healthcare and maple syrup, (laughs) 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 you were asking what uh, Laklimi was. True, I was. And it is a lake, oh, in the city of Hull, Quebec. Okay. I went to university in Ottawa, Ontario, our nation's capital which is on the border of Hull. Hull is where you go have wild adventures. What kind of wild adventures? When you're mm. 18 years of age. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, I see, I see. Uh-huh. As Quebec has a lower drinking age. True that, mm-hmm. they do. Hope mm-hmm. you're having an um, adequate week. An adequate week. Alex. <laughs> I love that, Alex. Oh, Thank yes, you for an the adequate, adequate week. week. I love that. <laughs> all we can ask for these days right it's honestly like <laughs> good is asking too much great is out of this league an adequate week in this day and age coronavirus and this pandemic is hey, hey it's I, i'm had an adequate week thank you very much Ad, uh, alex and for the rest of our listeners you can um send your comments and emails to us at latrice and manila at gmail.com we would love to read some more of your messages um here on air and thank you um yeah if i was in a uh, university and i was uh 18 years old and couldn't drink uh because i wasn't 21 i would definitely be going to lac Limi to get myself a little twisted and wasted in my college years for sure yes 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 mm-hmm. yes get it honey <laughs> so this episode um <laughs> starts out with the girls coming back and they find that there's no message on the mirror from Anastasia. <laughs> how about that how <laughs> what kind of move was that bitch she pulled stunts honey that was sickening she was like i have nothing honey for you <laughs> yeah 
I, I understand because like in that moment, there's a lot of emotions going and then you're like, and then they're like, okay, here's a lipstick. Now write some inspirational message on the, on the um, mirror. And you're just you're like, like, bitch, um, I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Bitch, like, and let I'm me just, home. I gotta pack let me bag. just hold back. Let me just not write something on the <laughs> mirror in case I write something that I don't want to, I don't know. Um, I feel, I feel for Anastasia and, uh, but I do think it's funny because Tainomi was like, ooh, girl, that's a little shady. <laughs> but it was sickening. I thought it was cute. <laughs> you know, I live for the shade of it all, honey. <laughs> the shade, the shade of it all. <laughs> but then there's a video message from Rue. Okay. Hey, ladies. One queen's trash is another queen's treasure. But some queens really blur the lines. So get ready to serve a look that saves the planet. And remember... The three R's of drag. Reduce, reuse, and Regina. <laughs> so um just so that we get this, we had a we had a listener, Michael, write us on our uh on our email and said that the rude mail this week, Rude made a frankly terrible non-pun about the three R's of drag, reduce, reuse, and Regina. And Regina is the capital of Saskatchewan, one of the provinces there, and it vaguely rhymes with vagina. So, you know, there there you go. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Anything that rhymes with vagina is going to be made into a pun on RuPaul's drag race. Trust yeah. and believe. Trust and believe. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for that insight. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Then there's the mini challenge. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Stacy leads uh, the queens uh, and the pit crew in underwear, you know, in this underwear memory matching game. And the pit crew boys, they have to reveal the tiny underwear beneath the tiny underwear. <laughs> and the queens have to remember which one. It's like memory, you know, we played that as a kid. Yes, yes. But this one is, like, going to be very easy to remember because, I mean, come on. This is I a mean, fantastic uh, mini challenge. Um, way better it, than, you know, taking pictures oh, or yeah. dancing and dancing ballet. No, this one's fun because you get to, like, obje- sexually objectify men. And I, I don't know. This is, it might be sexist. We might be looking back on this in a few years and be thinking, <laughs> like, oh, this is so tasteless. But, oh, my God, did I enjoy this. I enjoyed Ooh. it a lot. I mean... <laughs> All you got to do is connect the bulges. I mean. Yes. Uh, okay. First of all, I mean, like the girls have been sequestered. They're the only people really that they're allowed to like, you know, uh, you know, talk to or, or contact or whatever. So to have a whole bunch of hot men walk in is just like, yeah, because you know, they take away your phones. They take away your laptops. You can't watch porn. You can't even you know? watch porn. You can't even beat your meat in the comfort of your hotel room, girl. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why, why it's good. Down. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's why it's little... good to have a good memory because th- that might be the only time you get to see <laughs> sexy bulges in front of you. It's so true. the girls are like imprinting it in the rain so they could beat off uh, between, <laughs> Put it in a between episodes. To be honest, my favorite part though was when the the sound effects. Whoever is in charge of the the foley on this show, like when they pulled the, every single time, it went bloop, <laughs> bloop. <laughs> when they pulled the shorts down and the dick comes bloop, they were right oh, on. That it. was mm-hmm, mm, that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope they do this again, but they can t- they turn around and we just show their asses next time. Right, right. right. I, this could be uh, every mini challenge. Um, yeah, Priyanka was pretty thirsty, uh, but Jimbo, honey, bitch, that that bitch has the memory of, of of an elephant, of Dumbo. <laughs> she got Jimbo got the memory of Dumbo, bitch. She can, well, there were a she, lot of trunks up in there. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously she wins. She wins, honey. Mm-hmm. And because she wins, she gets to um, pick some things, right? Well, she gets well. She gets to pick some things, but she gets this culinary experience at the lovely Hilton. Don't forget that Hilton, <laughs> that a culinary experience. I don't know exactly what that means, but you get to have uh, you get to have a continental breakfast uh, at the uh, local uh, Hilton by the airport. All you can eat uh, toasted bagels and the little prepackaged things of Philadelphia cream cheese. Oh, cool. lovely gal. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> 
So then they're told to divide themselves into groups of three. And the mm. maxi challenge now is waste not, want not. Uh-huh. Canada only recycles 9% of its plastic. So working in teams of three to create iconic uh, fashion lines from the recycled materials, paper, plastic, and metal. See, we're doing some good for the environment in this challenge. That's, yeah, something, something. At least somebody's trying. So Jimbo pairs up with Tainomi and Alona. Um, and then Jimbo also gets to uh, dish out the the different recyclable Bins. materials to each uh-huh. of the groups. Mm-hmm. So Jimbo picks paper, which I think is smart because she said, like, there's a lot of paper. It's easy to cut. It's easy to tape onto things. So I think that I think that would be kind of like the my pick as well. I I would smart. think. Smart. Very smart. Right? Yeah, that was, a, because, that was a boss move. Because plastic, you know, is you, a little problematic. You can't sew plastic. You can't. And you definitely can't sew metal. It doesn't want to stick to itself unless you melt it some kind of way. You got to heat it. It's some kind of heating. There's too much drama. And then metal, what do you got? You know, what do you The soldering do iron, girl? Bitch, no, thank you. So paper is the way to go. <laughs> All day. <laughs> so the plastic team is Scarlet Bobo, uh, Kiara, and Rita Baga. And the metal team is Lemon, Boa, and Priyanka. So I'm... Okay. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty... I, I like these teams. They're, I do uh, too. Yeah, I like these teams. I'm noticing that Kiara and Rita Bega, um, you know, they're the ones from Quebec and they speak Le Franche. And I, uh, they were um, in a group together for last week's mini challenge. So I think it, it's like starting to make sense. Like they're starting to vibe. And I really like that uh, dynamic. And then Scarlet Bobo is... I, I think she's super creative. So I think that they're a really good team. Absolutely. But they can't now, like, the, the 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 trick of this whole challenge is that you have to be a fashion house. So they want to see a cohesive line going down the runway, um, not a bunch of different hodgepodge arts and craft projects uh, thrown together. So... Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about these girls' um, fashion lines um, and their teamwork together right after this break. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. And then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. So you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag and use code drag50 drag to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code drag50 drag at factormeals.com slash Drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show. Yeah. 
is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. And we're back. So we have three teams, and each are their own fashion house. So all of the girls need to create their own looks, but they have to have their looks be a cohesive collection. Correct. And the queens will be judged individually. So, like, the pressure's on to kind of meet all these requirements. Right? You got to hit all these points. And it needs mm-hmm. to look like something. No hodgepodge. We want fashion, darling. Fashion. We want fashion. High fashion garbage. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> High fashion recyclables. But um, Lemon seems very nervous because uh, week one was a design challenge and she was in the bottom. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's been doing pretty well um, since then. So we don't want to go back to where she was before. Correct. For sure. Correct. So the pressure's on definitely for Lemon. Um, but there is also a lot of whispering in the workroom. So a lot of these uh, Toronto queens, um, they like to they like to get in each other's heads. They like to read each other. They like to compete the little dirty. Um, so we got Il- Ilona and Tainomi whispering and talking some shit about Scarlet Bobo while she's on the other side trying to, like, figure out her plastic outfit. <laughs> what do you think about that? I love it. I mean, you know, this is what drag is made of right here. The little yeah. side, the little side uh, chatterboxes, honey, and bitches whispering about each other. Bitch, if they're not talking about you, then you don't matter. Uh, so, Right? <laughs> that mean, is true. That, that mean, is true. It. If the other queens are talking shit about you, you must be doing something right. Something right. Or horribly wrong and they're still talking about you. (laughs) I don't know. But I really do. Because, like, Scarlet Bubba was like, are you guys talking shit about me? It's like, Tainobi, you've been in the bottom twice. Don't be talking shit about me. You get your life together, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Oh, that that was the tea. Um, And then we have, and then we have Team Paper, um, Calling themselves the Sherbert Show Showgirls. Um, well, <laughs> so Alona and Tainomi are are coming up with a concept together. They're making a collection, but they're kind of leaving uh, Jimbo to her own accord. Well, and I... <laughs> Jimbo's like creating her own masterpiece over in the corner, and Tainomi and Alona are are kind of together making their own version. Yeah, I think Jimbo was already on his own accord from the word jump street like it was a team challenge but he was like i'm about to do what i do and good luck to you bitches because um yeah i'm not gonna do that whatever that was uh yeah i i feel like there is a there's not the team dynamic that's supposed to be there in this there was, particular team no there was no team dynamic it was yeah every, every bitch for themselves well yeah any, yeah pretty much. But here's the thing that I'm super jealous about. Now, before they are able to finish their uh, craft projects, (laughs) (laughs) they get to go on the main stage with Stacy, and she gets to uh, gift them her knowledge of how to walk a runway. How sickening is that? That is so sickening. I mean, she is... uh, In a matter of minutes, she basically takes all these... uh, queens and now they're all of a sudden leaning back swiveling their hips hands on their hips attitude attitude toes pose turn flaunt uh right girl she is good and you know what i was like well this is a nice change to see a a female like this woman sit these boys down who think they are so feminine and thinking y'all are really walking and serving honey no let me show you how a model a top model takes the runway. And so she gave them very, very good notes. And um, the improvement, bitch, like, I was like, here, oh, bitch, oh, you really can walk. 
Yes, yeah, night like, and day. Night and day. I was like, oh, bitch, what the hell? What was that? The hell? What the hell happened? <laughs> Stacy was like patting herself on the back, like, damn, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> she got like Bambi, like walking, like, like for just real? fresh out of the fresh out of, like of the placenta bag, and she's like, now she's like walking like a professional runway I was, model. I was gagging. I was like, okay, we'll work. Um, I'm. I thought that was, I was actually a little bit jealous. I was actually taking notes on myself and I was wishing that that, that we had like a runway coach on our seasons of Drag Race. Oh, bitch, you walk, you walk, honey. You walk the runway, Miss Manila girl. You... I know, but can you imagine if we had Stacey <laughs> McKenzie teaching us how to walk too? Yeah. Girl! Uh, yeah. That, that, was, that was amazing. All the girls uh, did an amazing job. Um, even if they had to think of hot dogs in order to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rita Whatever Paris. your motivation is, bitch, I love some food too, bitch. I'll take a hot dog too. <laughs> she's like sauntering up to the hot dog stand. Like that's how she walks. <laughs> On Elimination Day, Rita actually shaves her entire head for this challenge. That's how committed she that's is. That's commitment. Or does she need to be committed, bitch? I don't know. I don't. That's That's really dedication. She was going in. I mean, I, the most I've ever shaved is like my armpits and my legs and my eyebrows, but I've never shaved my head for a look. That makes me nervous, though, because I don't know what my head is going to look like when it has no hair on it. But I guess you can always put a wig on it, right? Well, <laughs> that's the other thing of it. Yeah, we do wear wigs. <laughs> we do wear wigs. Oh, my um, goodness. Uh, Ilona is talking about um, when she was out in high school and uh, she was like the only gay kid in her class. And she was saying how she really was able to confide in with the girls of her class and they would stick up for her. And she kind of like found her family with the girls. Um, And it wasn't until like another gay kid came out that, you know, like there wasn't like, there was another thing, but they were actually kind of competitive, which I, I think I've seen that before. Yeah. I've seen that. How can I identify with the whole like uh, girls like taking up for me because like I was the only boy in my color guard at my high school, so of course I got the teased and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so thanks to all those girls who have befriended uh, the gay boys, um, it's really tough for us. So you know when we get into the crowd with the girls, like that's that's awesome, you know. And thanks for sticking up for us. We need allies like you girls. We definitely need allies like you. Mm-hmm. And every girl wants a gay best friend anyway. So, you know, we're here. I-, I like how Alona was like, I liked the attention. I liked being like the only gay. So when there was another gay, she was like, we kind of competed a little bit. <laughs> As gays do. As we do. Uh, Scarlett talks about uh, the House of Bobo, um, started by Jeanette Bobo. Um, who recently passed away. Um, that's Scarlett's drag mother. And then she really misses her. And, you know, it's like, I really didn't have a drag mom at first. You know, I have um, one who I that I call my drag mother now. But um, but I really didn't have one. So, like, I, I understand the importance of having some a mentor someone that you can depend on and help you show you the ropes and and the and the business and all that kind of stuff the ins and outs because it's it can be shady and if you're starting out you know people can take advantage of you so it's good to have someone who knows and been there yeah um i also never really had like a drag mother i had um several queens who um were like surrogate mothers and like you know like it was it takes a village you know yeah um you know, like Sahara, she was she was one of my biggest teachers of drag. Um, and then also the ladies La Femme at the gay nineties when I first started doing drag, yeah. Uh they they really helped kind of define like my style of drag as well. And I learned about padding and I learned about wigs from them, just from like being backstage. Yeah. I didn't really have that like drag mother. Um uh, but I did learn from my, you know, from like queens that came before me. So I, I think it's a really important thing. And it's it's sad when you lose lose those people because they are like your mother. They are like your aunties. They are your family. So yeah. I, I feel for I feel for Scarlett and um 
I'm happy that she is also, you know, she's got her own drag children that she's, you know, passing the information down and teaching the the, the next generation. So mm-hmm. I give it up for them. And and she and Scarlett Bobo and Rita Baga have a little bit of a connection there because they're both mothers. They're both mothers. Yes. Mothers, the house down. I have my tubes tied. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to have drag babies, but I, I keep Honey. trying, but they never, they never make it full term, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Well. Oh, well. So it is time for the uh, main runway uh, main stage, and we have our guest host, which is Canadian fashion designer Bidel, who um, I follow now on Instagram, and I love all of his stuff. He does like a lot of these like harem pants, oh. and um, you know, like parachutey type like uh, outfits that look like very really, like flowy, but also like, like big, but you know, they have a lot of detail in it. So I, I was excited to see him. I really liked, I really liked how Bedell is guest hosting. It, it felt like a seventies variety show the way he did it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he, yeah. He was kind of funny, and it was very variety show esque. Uh... <laughs> I was kind of hoping that they'd have like a canned applause, you know, or like bad seventies music when they when he was up there. Um, yeah, like it's, it's the, another, it's like week four and I'm okay. I finally got into the whole guest host thing. We got it now. Right? Yeah, we got it now. Okay. It was rough in the beginning, girl. Everyone, if you listen to our podcast, we were like, we don't know how to think about this. We don't know what to think about this. And this, by this being a fashion challenge, it, it was appropriate, definitely appropriate for to have someone who's in the industry, you know, knows how to work with... I'm sure he's worked with some unconventional materials before in his day, you know, mm-hmm. as we all do. Um, but he he knew what to look for. So I knew yeah. for it. So here is our runway, but we'll get back to that right after this break. We are back on the runway, turning trash into treasure, single-use queens. So we have three distinct fashion houses. Let's go through them. Uh, We have Maison Boraga, which is a a combination of uh, Bobo, uh, Kiara, and and Baga. Yeah, and Rita. Um, They have the plastic look, and they go for this post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic... Come on, um, LaShawn. LaShawn Beyond. (laughs) Spray paint, graffiti, uh... You know, no hair, crazy makeup look. What do you think of this this uh, group? And crickets. Okay, so let me tell you, I I had um, I had mixed emotions because like some like Rita came down and like I loved all the volume and all that the work that she did in the top portion of her her garment, the shoulders and mm-hmm. all that. Um. But then I felt like Kira let me down majorly. Like it really? looked like yeah, it looked like what a you plastic said. tarp. <laughs> yeah, with like shit like glued on top of it. It was like kind of like arts and craftsy for my nerves. Okay. Um, so I didn't get a lot of uh intent behind her look. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas Rita, there was intent, and you knew that she was going avant-garde with this whole big volume and shoulders and details and things like that. And there was none of that um, coming from Kira. 
Uh, Scarlet Bobo was cool, I think. I um, liked Scarlet Bobo. I thought Scarlet Bobo really set the tone for yep. it. Mm-hmm. And I think that because Scarlet Bobo was her hers was really, really well uh, executed and well realized, that I think that when Kiara came out after her, it was a little bit of a step down. Is so that probably would have happened? Yeah, I think I think that's kind of what it is. I did like the order that they went in, though, because I feel like Scarlet had like kind of like a dark kind of like vibe to hers. Kiara came out; hers was like more like that blue with the little like shark teeth on the end. But I did like Kiara's makeup, and Kiara's walk was was good enough to like now sell it, so she didn't look awkward in this awkward costume. True that. Um, and then when Rita Bega came out, it was just kind of like sealed the whole deal where it, it felt like a full collection. So the fact that Kiara wasn't my favorite, it still kind of fit in with the group. It did. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know what? And I wonder though, this is my my other question. It's like, you know, like when we work in group challenges, we definitely work together. And I'm talking about like you, me and Trinity in particular, like, you know, everyone worked together to make sure we all looked equally Great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, my yeah. question is like, did you guys look at this, look at everybody's garment and go, oh girl, here, let me help you fix this or let me help you change this. So for the good of the order, you know what I mean? So we we as a group, as a house, look cohesive and polished. And so to let one member go down looking less than, um, that kind of makes me wonder how the teamwork effort went. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I did. I do think that they like they they chose uh, these bright colors, all of them. Um, and even though each of them kind of had like a little bit of different color story, like I feel like Scarlet Bobo had like it was hers was more colorful and graffiti. So when Kiara came out, she was more cool, but she also still had the spray paint on it. And then when Rita Bega came out, she was kind of like the 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 fire and the hot. She was so yeah. I, I feel like there was a story that was told, although I don't think that Kiara's was the best. Um, but I think that collectively as a as a whole unit, as a team, I think that they were the most successful. And that's why I think that uh, that's why I liked theirs. OK. And well, and enough. they all and they weren't just like putting on a wig. They were like trying to do something avant garde, like Rita Bega said that she was a club kid. So I feel like the other two were able to kind of like bring that club kid element into their drag, even though it's not necessarily what they usually do. Uh-huh. So I feel like there I do feel like there was a, a team effort and everyone was putting in their 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 ideas. Um, and, you know, again, like they were working with fucking recycled plastic. So absolutely. Like, I'm not trying to like be like oh the you know the seam was off or or whatever. Oh god no, god no. you um, have a seam with that? Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that they can even sew any of that. I mean, I mean it's like, like tough. I ain't looking for seams. I'm just yeah, for real. So the next up we have the House of Rust, which is Boa, Priyanka, and Lemon. Boa comes out in this big silvery thing with the 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 big skirt. A shiny diaper. <laughs> the strainer titties. I think that the House of Rust, their order was off. That's exactly... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I I, could see how they all kind of related to each other, but I think that they went backwards in order. I think that if it Lemon was, came out, out... first, and then... Because hers was a little bit more subdued, and it had that mm-hmm. rust, you know, that rust color... Then Priyanka came out, and, and you know, she Boa. served that. I and agree. then Boa, kind of with the with the, you know, the the wedding yeah. dress finale. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been, because Boas was so big and grand that, like, when the the other two came out, they seemed more, you know, like, ready to wear silhouettes. Like, they're just like a pencil skirt or just kind of like uh-huh. a whatever. But then again, they also had the hardest material to work with. Right. You know, and it, and it kind of showed. And then we have Maison Pepierre. With Ilana, Tainomi, and Jimbo. <laughs> Silence. Ooh. Uh, Molly, you in danger, girl. Because, like, when this for <laughs> I, I was like, is it a Trojan pinata or a, like, I didn't know where they were going with this. It was very um, paper mache. Um, it, it was very pinata. Uh, it was very pinata. 
Um, I think I think what what happened with them is that they had just had really bright colored paper. And so when they kind of put the looks together, it just read very like young and you know, and a little bit hearty. like craft. Thin. Yeah. And like construction paper and a little bit of they had a theme. And I think that it was just kind of, you know, it was very costumey, which can can work sometimes. But I feel like the sophistication wasn't there, I think, with the color palette um, and the material and the look and the theme. You know, like, oh, a queen and her knights. Oh, in bright color pastels. Oh, and, and in, in like pinata. Yeah. Yeah, this that was, was, that was, that was, that was. And then it was just, it was, there was nothing cohesive to me about, about it. I mean, other than the fact that they looked like two pinatas and then like. <laughs> and then like and a then massive Jimbo, pinata. And then here come Jimbo's the float. I mean, I don't know. It was, it was a lot going on and not enough in the right directions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They had and then, good okay. ideas, but the execution, not very good looking. Yeah, it came up. It came off a little. It didn't come off high end fashion, and I think that you know, with Stacy teaching them how to walk a runway, and you know, the emphasis with this whole like collection and you know, house of fashion, I think that it it, it could have worked, but it didn't in this particular situation. So on the runway, Team Plastic is the winning team. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations. And congratulations. And Rita Baga is a solo winner. Uh, she wins $5,000 shopping spree at Fabricland. And she has two wins tucked under her belt. So she's the first queen to do that. So good on her. Um, yeah, I, I was it- not ex- I was not expecting uh, I was not expecting uh, Rita Baga to take this one. But I do understand. I mean, she was fully committed. She like gave you that. She, she first of all, she shaved her head, so there's that commitment. Uh, she did a fantastic makeup. Uh, she gave you Club Kid, which is which is in her wheelhouse. Um, and then you know she also was able to inspire her group to kind of whatever. And then she was like the 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 ball gown finale of of her collection. So I think it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I I can see if you know they're taking the winner out of the winning group, then definitely she is definitely that person. I um I I really was loving Priyanka and everything she was serving. I was here for that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was my she was my she was my winner if if it wasn't if it was if it was just the, without the groups. Yeah, without yeah. the groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought she I thought she was fantastic and I, I thought that she looked like Iman when she turned that corner. Oh my goodness. Um Boa, she got the she got the look uh, she got the critique of okay, we get the gimmicks, but can we see you just serve it like a model on the runway without having to rely on this gimmicks? I mean, you you kind of said this last week. Thank and you now the judges bringing... the judges up. are like <laughs> Yeah. The judges are like, okay, when we ask for you to do a serious thing, can you just be serious for once? For once. For once. Yeah. So, I already, All yeah. Right, so, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that next week she will, uh, since she's not in the bottom, uh, she will hopefully take that into account. So we can see, like, the high-end, you know, serious yeah. side of Boa. Yeah. Ohar. But now we have our bottom, or our real bottom group here. We have Jimbo, Ilona, and Tainomi. This is, this is like heart wrenching for me, it's especially because like wrenching for Tainomi um, to be in the bottom again, I, I feel really bad for her. It's a devastating blow to your. I, I don't want to say your ego, but it's it's just everything that you built yourself up to be is being questioned right now. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm giving you me and it's not enough. And every time that I say I'm not going to be in the bottom, I'm in the bottom. So it's like, if it, like, it starts weighing on you. And I, I know how she feels because she, you know, she's a legend in her own right and her community and everyone knows who she is. She was the girl to beat coming into this competition according to her peers her peers who are right there with her. And so uh, to see her in this very vulnerable 
uh, situation um, is very heart-wrenching, and I feel for her. My heart goes out for her. But it's it's like once you're in your head, it's a it's a dark, dark hole, and it's hard to get out of it. It's hard yeah. to get out of it. So She broke down on the runway, and, like, you could tell, like, everyone was just, like, everyone was in pain watching this because yeah. like because all her all of the other competitors look looks up to her um and to see and to see your hero one of your heroes struggling it's hard and yeah. like all the girls are actually like they're like even as they're as her competition they're all rooting for her and the judges are rooting for her yeah. and like it, it's it's really tough and i know we have high expectations because of this um, and she's not getting there and it's, it's really, really weighing down on her and it, and she's having a hard time. Well, although she, what... I, I thought she, I thought she, I thought she walked well. She wore that outfit really well. I don't, I know it's not like the best outfit up there, but it, it was a completely thought through outfit. Uh, it was a little costumey. So that's where she kind of failed. And I feel I thought... like because her look was so close to Ilona, like whatever f- failed with Ilona's filled with hers as well you know so but i do feel like uh it was the best her hair makeup has looked throughout the competition i was really in love with her her face and her hair um and i will say this to to tainomi if you're listening girl um you may not be good at drag race but but you are damn good at drag honey so um it does not diminish your star and your your shine um because we can't all be good at everything. And so it's okay not to be good at Drag Race. I say, I'm not good at Drag Race, but I'm good at real life. Bitch, mm-hmm. how about that? And that's what really counts, is your mark and what you do outside and after the show, honey. So don't don't ever be, um, you know, uh, depressed. Yeah, don't let that get you down. Get because, you down. like, yeah, exactly. Like, they, like the judges said, like... She's an amazing performer. She's an amazing drag queen. It's just so, the, baby, that, yeah, and she's been doing it for such a long time without having to do this like competitive side. Because there was nobody and... to compete with her. She was like, "This is no competition, yeah. darling. I'm doing this." So, like, that's how you, you know, that's how you build yourself up. And so, I, I completely identify with her and understand the legacy that she's building. And and just because you're not good at drag race does not mean that you're not good at drag. There are a lot of girls who are good at drag race and horrible at drag. So don't don't even <laughs> don't even let it, honey, honey. Look at the winner circle. <laughs> look at the winner circle, honey. I'm just saying. Damn, damn, yeah, I said it. damn. She said it. <laughs> Sips our wine. Sips our wine. Um. Yeah, and this is okay. I'm love. I've loved Jimbo since day one, but I'm starting to see the a, a, a shift in Jimbo, um, where she came in this like goofy, wacky part. Now I feel like she's she's really focusing on and 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 going hard in on this competition. I, I think because she was like, I want these girls to underestimate me, but she said she wants to prove to everyone that she is a force to be reckoned with. And I think that in this challenge, because it was a group challenge, a team challenge, that she played it poorly by only working with herself and only concentrating on herself. And I feel like if she came up with this amazing idea for this outfit, but she could have thrown some of them pom-poms over to her teammates. (laughs) To ensure that it their goes, team was going to go together. It goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, the uh, the uh, paper team or the plastic team. Um, it, it's, it's about, you know, teamwork. And are you really, like, helping these other, your other teammates? Or are you just kind of, like, working on your own and, like, letting them go down with their with the ship and so um i i didn't see sportsman like conduct uh coming from jimbo this week which was a little disappointing but um at the same time the bitches got her eye on the prize so i see <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i i feel like yeah because jimbo has been doing very well she's proving herself as a as a strong competitor in this competition and uh, you know, if they're going to be judging you individually, even though you are on teams, uh, definitely she's like, well, I mean, well, 
I oh, think well. the judges will know what I can do. <laughs> so let me just let these other two take the fall for me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a little, it's definitely a strategy. Um, I, I just, as a viewer, I would have loved to see her, uh, you know, sharing some of her unique ideas with her teammates because yeah. I think that that's what's really cool when you um, collaborate with people. Like, you all can bring your strongest part forward and let other people cover up, you know, some of your the, the bad things that you aren't able to do. And I think that Correct. this is what happened in this group. And, girl, it was tough. So we have... Um, <laughs> The girls are excused while the judges deliberate, and uh, we get a little untucked moment. A little, get a little untucked in the workroom. Um, it, it is cold up in Canada. It, it's cold up in Canada. I forget, like I when it was like all bundled up. I was like, "Why y'all so cold?" But bitch, I've been in Canada in the winter, honey, and you do not want that twenty-five below. I was like, "Below what?" Bitch, are you serious <laughs> right now? But yeah, so they were bundled up, honey, because they were cold, honey. They were like not feeling this uh, untucked, and they were like, "Bitch, give me a blanket." Um, I, I mean, these girls are wearing like cold metal, you know? They're right. I can't imagine plastic. sitting in plastic. <laughs> so I can't imagine it being comfortable. Paper cuts everywhere while you sit in there. Uh, but Elota and Jimbo. They get into it, girl. Because Jimbo's I... snapping at Alona because Al- Alona is just, you know, she's vocalizing she's going her feelings. It. She's yeah, going she through is. It. She is. And Jimbo don't want to hear it. Well, it's because she's like really dominating the room with her with her meltdown, basically, and telling everybody to shut the fuck up. It's like, well, no, bitch, you shut the fuck up. Why you get to be the voice of the room? Why we got to listen to your raggedy ass talk about how you about to go home and have to lip sync for your life? That's, yeah, well, I just love to see the backbone happen where it was like, oh, no, we're going to go tit for tat for this one. Yeah, I mean, and then, and Elona just wouldn't give up. She no. just kept she just kept uh, inserting her 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 feelings in there because everyone else is focused on, you know, their hero Tainomi and 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 what she's going through right now. And I think and I I was I was as a viewer I'm like, no, I'm more concerned about Tainomi because I watched her in the last two episodes be in the bottom and so like this now that she's like possibly lip syncing for her life again, like this is devastating. Yeah. And to watch everyone seeing their hero fall in it's like devastating and everyone's trying to like get that little sisterly moment to like uplift her before she has to go into battle. And Alona is just not having it. She's just like, I spent so much money. I wanted to represent. I had all these plans. Girl, y'all, every single person, when they go to the show, they have their plans. They have their costumes. They got their wigs and their shoes and their rhinestones, and the jewelry and their makeups. No one, no one's expecting to have to deal with, with putting garbage on. And bitch, I mean, I completely understand, like, you want to wear the shit you bought, but mm-hmm. have you not watched Drag Race? And I'm so glad. Like, let me tell you something about what why I'm so in love with Canada's Drag Race, because they are giving me the roots and backbone of what Drag Race was built upon, which is mm-hmm. creative challenges, where we had to sew and make shit and create shit. And it was team efforts and group challenges, and you were just like, ah! And, but you had to do this shit because, um, you know, and to get to the top, and then you can stand alone and be by yourself. But for the fact that she was like... Um, <laughs> I wanted to wear the stuff that I bought. I don't want to wear this trash. Well, girl, that's how we first started, honey. We started Dumpster Diamond season one. Honey, they yeah. were Dumpster Diamond. It was Gone with the Window. Uh, when, what is it? Window treatment or something? Like yes, that. girl. Season three yeah. was like challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge of making shit. I understand why everyone's upset. But like, girl, everyone's wearing trash. Get over it. We're all here right? doing the same shit. Doing the same All right. shit. So our bottom two is Tainomi in Ilona. The lip sync girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Um, Ilona is like, I can't, I can't do this. I won't do this. <laughs> I refuse. And Brooklyn Heights is like, girl. Girl. You're in this competition. I know you're friends, but this is what you signed up for. This is Please it. perform. 
because we can't have any like foolishness and how the first is Ty- season. How is the Tainomi, the girl who's the most, you know, wounded, consoling her ass? Talk about go ahead, perform, girl, perform, do this. Like, there's no question, girl. This is this is what this is your moment to show why you should still be in this competition. Friend or no friend, somebody mm-hmm. gotta go. And if it comes between mm-hmm. me or you, then we can be friends after this. So, yeah. Well, it. I mean, I I think it I think it goes to show just how much everyone really respects and and loves Tainomi because Ilona does uh, she goes all out. Like the second the song started, it like it was as if like she had never done this whole like Canadian sorry not sorry like oh I can't possibly I can't possibly I hate you you I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not okay. I bet mean, she turned it she turned she it turned right it. out yeah she turned yeah. it yeah I thought I thought this was I, this was my favorite lip sync so far well because it's high energy it was some yes. energy going on yeah yeah that's yeah, what yeah. It was on. yeah. You got some energy going on. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually really, this is my favorite performance of Tainomi. I, I actually think, feel like she really went in all. It, it was her performance. You know, it, it started out slow and it just crescendoed and crescendo. And before you know what she was doing, she all was doing her, all like, moves, fierce dance moves, and whatever. Yes. Yeah. While I noticed that Ilona was starting to get a little tired towards the end of the of the song, like yes. I, Ilona came out hard, hard in the beginning, kind of wore herself out. Uh-huh. So then Tainomi came in at the end, and she was just going in last, the last dance, honey. That's it. But ultimately, Ilona wins the lip sync, and Tainomi is sent home. Um, but we we do love Tainomi and. Girl, your legacy will continue, honey. Keep on building your empire, honey. Keep on yeah. keeping on. Yeah, I mean, this is not the last we've seen of Tainomi. I mean, she's no. she's been in this game for such a long time, so she's already light years ahead of the rest of the girls, especially when it comes to, like, after this competition, because the real competition is the real world. And, but wait, you know... does she have a thing on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> She better. She better. Each week, we are going to highlight our tops and our chops of the week. Our favorite and, you know, least favorite moments of the episode. Okay, so a lot happened in this episode. So let's talk about our tops and our chops. Okay. I definitely have some tops. What what are your, what's (laughs) one of your favorite top moments of this week? Um, I have I have several, but my uh, top moment I absolutely love Stacy coaching Priyanka, like mm. watching Priyanka just like slinky ink into that runway model diva was so sickening. Um, and I might add that Priyanka also wins for me best freaking confessionals. Like she has the best <laughs> confessionals. <laughs> That keep yeah. Like he can. Yeah. 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 I, I, I really do love watching Priyanka's journey and to see her kind of like awkward, goofy side <laughs> kind of become so more refined cute. and classy. Yeah. It was it was it was lovely. And uh, she's now got another tool under her in her belt uh, so she could do fierce in this competition. Yeah. Um, what did you my. My top moment of this episode was the mini challenge with of all the underwear. Course. Girl, of I could course. have watched an entire episode of this. I hope they do this ep- this mini challenge every episode from now on. Girl, this was it was it was beautiful watching these uh, handsome Canadian men, you know, just dropping their drawers. Bloop bloop. Girl, I would have I would have just uh, spent my entire time fucking up just so that I could get all the boys to just take their underwear off, you know, like. You know, you already know my feelings about winning a mini challenge. I would have just thrown it and just been like, oh, can you just, ooh, I like that. Ooh, can you do that? Can you do it again? Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when Lemon was like, can you just, can I pick number seven again? <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that was hot for sure. And I, I love, I love, I love watching the girls' reactions because you know they're, they're thirsty, you know. Thirsty they just... hoes. They are looking for a saw, oh, honey. <laughs> a little, little, like you know, they need that spank bank, honey. 
her real. And Stacey McKenzie was so excited to be, she was all like playing dumb in the beginning, but you know she was so excited to like show off all these Oh, she surely was. I know she was. I was living. But not every episode is full of amazing moments. We we have some moments that we would like to chop. Girl, what what uh what were you thinking in this episode? You know what? I have a pet peeve about certain tones in which you use the word girl. Oh, really? I do. Like when me and my now husband started dating, like when we started like getting to know each other and we knew we were going, I told him, "I'm going to need you not to call me girl." Like <laughs> You're not going to call me girl and think we're going to, like, get busy. Like, that ain't it. And then there's the other tone of girl of, like, girl, like, girl, you should know how to do that girl and girl. And that tone came from our judge, Mr. Uh, Chapman, honey. Mr. I was like, you don't get to say girl like that. You don't get to, because I'm not your girl. Like, I'm not your girl, first of all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and so, like, there's something about the tone in which you say "girl" that is like that's offensive. Yeah, we're not that chummy, I, buddy. Like, you don't get to call me girl, especially like when you're wearing like when you're male presenting. When you're, you're male presenting and you're, and you're calling me like that, it does not resonate with me. It could be just okay. me. I'm old and I'm stuck in my ways, and if you don't <laughs> agree with it, you cannot agree with it. But that's how I feel. Don't call me girl. Bitch. Call me bitch before you call me girl. I'll answer (laughs) to bitch. bitch. Call me bitch, bitch. Or at least be wearing a wig when you call me girl. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. I can see that. I can see that. Um, It's petty. It's petty. It's petty. It's it's a a small detail, but it does. But it matters. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, my my uh, moment that I could have probably done without it, I could have given the chop to in this. Um, and I do this because I have really high expectations for this Queens, but I was not feeling Jimbo's look from the neck up with the, oh. the, the raggedy, the raggedy white wig, the white contacts, the white makeup that you know didn't go to the arms. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was a choppable moment. Um, the rest of the outfit was fantastic. So this part, you know, the face, you know, like all the attention was like left from here, you know, from the right. from the neck uh-huh. up. So that was like a moment that um, I think queens need to realize when you paint your when you paint your uh, face a different color than the rest of your skin. Like it, it's a commitment. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot like, of makeup lot of, that you have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either go full or not at all. And so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that didn't so, fare well with the judges either. Like yeah, anyway, so, so I think that I think that uh, I know she was trying to go for this like you know Queen Elizabeth you know powdered powdered look, but it wasn't really it wasn't it wasn't giving the it wasn't the refine, giving the refinement refinement like, yeah the refinement yeah. that so, you're looking for yeah. Hopefully Jimbo doesn't make that mistake again. No, because I, I you know I'm rooting for her. Me too, and I and I feel like you know uh, she like she shows that she can take direction very well. You know, she showed that on the, you know, in the runway uh, lessons, she showed that she can take direction. So hopefully she'll take a note and, uh, but her reasoning is because of she, she ran out of time. So. I mean, it's, it's a time management. It's a reason. It's a reason. Time management. Yeah. Um, But uh, uh, (laughs) Jeffrey was like, Girl, we all got See, to say about time. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You don't get to say it like that to me. <laughs> oh, she's triggered. She's triggered. No, so triggered like that part. That's exactly. What I'm but well, we anyway, we want to hear from our listeners what you guys think your uh, your your top moment from this episode is and, and what moment you would like to chop. So you could email us at latrisamanila at gmail.com and we would love to hear all of your comments and maybe we'll even read your comments on our next episode of our podcast. So thanks so much for listening to The Chop. We have a new episode every Monday. Every Monday. Tune in. Um, and you can follow us at Latrice Royale and at Manila Luzon. We'll see you next week to find out. 
Who gets the chop? The chop is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Crave Canada, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Canada's drag race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademark and or copyrights of their prospective trademark and copyright holders. Forever Dog. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Big Dipper. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Bellai. Alaska Thunderfuck. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio. And Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale. <laughs>